0: This is TF Wire, Transformers Week in Review, Episode 112, recorded January 5th, 2008. Song, it just reeks of 80s childhood awesomeness. Sorry, if, if you weren't born in the 80s, then you probably won't get it. But, anyways, moving on, it is the year 2008. Yes, we are back with a new show. I am your host, Jesse, and joining me is Insert Crickets here. Nobody, I have no idea where Spade is at. We agreed on a recording time, it's a half hour past that recording time. And I have uh, absolutely not seen him online whatsoever. So, in any case, the show must go on. Now, with the new year here, I'm still searching for a new host. And if you go to the TFWire forums, I've got all the information on that. If you would like to try out for the host spot on here, we have received... Um, Some host auditions, those are great, but I would like to receive uh, some more as well to review those. So if you're interested, head over to the forums and check out that information. I've also included a file in the uh, podcast feed as well. So if you download the uh, MP3s automatically from iTunes or whatever program you're using, you probably already have that audition file that I sent out. Um, So in any case, if you're interested... Either check that out or head over to the forums for all the information. Now, in the new year here, we have some new segments to introduce to you on the show here, which we hope to continue throughout the year. Uh, But first up, I had a a segment I wanted to do, which I uh, titled Things We Forgot to Mention in 07, and we actually thought up some things after we recorded the last episode, which was our Christmas episode. And I failed to write those down. I have absolutely no idea what what we were going to talk about at all. So (laughs) I might have to uh, forego this segment until the uh, next episode. And maybe Spada can uh, spark that in my uh, memory there. But for now, I'm going to have to skip that. And we're going to go on to our first new segment here, entitled Transformers Animated Review. Now, each week at least each week where there's going to be a new episode, we're going to discuss and review uh, the Transformers animated cartoon. Now, when I say review, I don't necessarily mean give it a number rating. I just mean talk about it and just give our thoughts on it. So, since the Christmas break, uh, we've seen four different episodes. The first three were put together into a movie, and the fourth one just aired today. In fact, uh, just a couple hours ago. So I'll start off with the very first one, um, which was entitled "Transform and Rollout." It was the first three episodes put together, and that aired the day after Christmas at uh, what was it, 8 p.m. I think. I think that's what it was. Yeah. And it it was entitled "Transform and a Rollout." Now I've been saying this since day one of seeing the footage. Uh, The first footage here from Animated, which I believe was back at Comic-Con, if I remember right. Um, I was totally down with the art style and and the direction they were going with that. I was totally down with the fact that the Autobots were really going to be warriors. I was totally down with the fact that uh, Optimus Prime was going to be a quote-unquote green leader and not have all that much experience. And I was totally down with the fact that we were going to get the classic Megatron and Starscream interaction. I was down with the uh, voice actors they had selected. And I was down with the uh, characters. And the character designs themselves. Uh, right from the very start, without actually seeing uh, this cartoon at all. So, the day after Christmas, I sat down, 8 o'clock. Uh, uh, see, when, when did it end? 8 eight to nine 9.30. I watched this. And from start to finish, I loved the entire thing. I'm not going to really review the story. If you want to know that, watch it yourself. But I'm going to just talk about a few things in there. First off, right from the very start, we got to see the banter between Starscream and Megatron. Now, Starscream is one of my favorite all-time Transformer characters. So I was very, very happy to see that. And I think Tom Kenny just totally, totally nailed the Starscream character, and just hit it out of the ballpark. He's fucking awesome. I, couldn't, I can't imagine anyone else doing that character now that I hear him doing the voice. I really liked where they're going in terms of the dark and foreboding Megatron voice direction. I think that totally fits the character. Let's see, who else did we hear from on the Decepticon side? We heard from Blitzwing, which he sort of had like the Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't see too much of that character then, but he was definitely there. And, let's see, we also heard from uh, Black Arachnia. And I'm not too familiar with the work that the voice actress that supplies her voice has done. Some people have said that her voice is just pretty much similar throughout everything she does. Um, I, think it, I think it fits the character. Like I said, I don't, I don't know too much about her and the work she's done. But it, for what it is, I think it, it fits the character pretty well. Now, unfortunately, the Decepticons are pretty much disposed of at the very beginning of this episode. Aside from Starscream, we don't really see anybody else except uh, for Megatron at the very, very end of the movie. So pretty much all we have here is Starscream. And like I said, I think the writers did a really great job with this character in terms of developing the characterization behind him. It's it's definitely uh, the G1 persona all the way. And again, i got to give props to Tom Kenny. He's fucking awesome. SpongeBob is Starscream. Who would have thought it would have turned out this great? So going over to the Autobot side, I'm really digging the the David Kaye voice for Prime. I think it sounds really good. And it's definitely got that quote-unquote green tone to it, um, which, of course, fits this character and, and the direction they're going with it. The uh, Lugnat voice, I think, fits the character very well. He's got that lunkheadish uh tone to him. He's got like this he's like this overpowered character, big brutish, and the the voice fits him very well. as for prowl i think I think the prowl voice fits the character and the design very well as well at this point. he's probably my favorite Autobot, and I would like to see the direction they take the character in the future, hopefully. The characters will be fleshed out a little bit more as the series goes on. And I'm hoping they they flesh out a lot of the backstory here on on Prowl. Now, we also have on the Autobot side Bumblebee. I really liked Bumblebee in, in this uh, movie here, but I'm not sure I'm totally sold on the voice. It might get a little an, a little too annoying as the series goes on, but I guess we'll have to wait and, and see on that. As far as the characterization of this Uh, of of this version of Bumblebee. In the movie here, I like where they were going with it. Um, As I start to talk about Episode 4, I will (laughs) uh, sort of change my mind on that, but we'll wait till I get to that. And lastly here for the Autobots, we have Ratchet, who is probably my second favorite Autobot. I'm totally digging this character. Uh, He's got that sort of G1 uh, cup sound and look to him which is pretty cool. This is sort of alludes to the fact that he might be G1 Ratchet here in this movie. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Maybe it was just a, a fan wink. I don't know, but he's definitely an older Autobot, and he brings wisdom and grumpiness to the Autobot team. <laughs> I, I want to see how that plays out in future episodes, but... That's what we got here in this episode, anyways. Now, aside from the Transformers, we were also introduced to some human characters here. First up, we have Isaac Sumdak. Or is it Sumdak? i not quite sure how you pronounce the last name. In any case, he's the scientist who helped to revitalize the old, aging, shitty, rundown Detroit by turning it into this robotic metropolis. And he has a daughter whose name is Sari. And she befriends the Transformers, or more specifically, the uh, Autobots here in this cartoon. And becomes the tie-in there for the kids watching at home. You know, all the Transformers series, for some reason, have to have that human tie-in character that the kids at home can relate to. Why? I don't know. Uh, Beast Wars, Beast Machines didn't have it. I thought that, I think those are the uh, two best Transformers series we've ever got, so I don't know. That's just me. And we, we're also introduced to Captain Fanzone, who is the head of the police department, And I think he he should be renamed as uh, Chief Quimby um, because that's who he looks like. He looks like Chief Quimby from Inspector Gadget. I think that's it for the human characters, at least the main human characters. I guess I should mention some of the Transformer cameos that made an appearance here at the beginning of the movie. Uh, The first one was Sentinel Prime, which I really need to see more and hear more of the character to really give you my thoughts on it. But he was introduced, and we also saw Alter Magnus, which again we need—I actually need to see more of and hear more from—to actually formulate an opinion on the character. But they were both on there, and I hope we see more of them at some point in the future, uh, because what I, what I've seen so far, I really like. So, hopefully, that'll be sometime shortly here in one of the upcoming episodes. Now, like I said earlier, I'm not going to go deep into the story. If you really want to know all about it, you can either watch it, track it down online somewhere, read written reviews, or check out episode synopses. There's plenty of them. So when I talk about the episode, I'm just going to go under the assumption that you've already seen it. I thought the pacing of this movie was pretty good. The movie started off with a lot of action. It died down a little bit in the middle of the movie, which I guess would have been the second episode, but there's still enough action there to hold my interest. And then the movie concluded... With a uh, big action climax, um, which would have been the third episode there, with uh, Starscream and the Autobots. Now like I said at the very beginning of this podcast, or at least talking about this segment. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie throughout, but there's one thing that I'm not sure uh, I'm totally down with. And that's the use of Sari's Key. She used it to uh, fix Bumblebee. And she used it to revive a dead Optimus Prime. Yes, people, if you haven't seen this episode, Optimus Prime dies in the very first episode. Well, in the movie, which I guess would have been the third episode. But yes, he dies, and she's able to bring him back with this this key. And if they carry on with that throughout this entire series, I think it's going to get quite old and very boring real fast. So hopefully they will find something else to do with this key or, I don't know, maybe the key gets destroyed because at this point, and we're only three episodes in here at this point of me talking about it, it's it's getting old pretty quickly. So hopefully something will be done about that. Just to quickly wrap up discussion of the movie here, I thoroughly enjoyed it from start to finish. I highly recommend it to any fans of the original cartoon. Some nice uh, fan wanks in there. I'm thoroughly enjoying the Autobots and the fact that they're not really fighters and that Prime's more of a green leader than anything. And I'm really digging the Decepticons as little as we saw of them. I liked what we did, what we did get to see here in this episode. But most of all, I'm really, really enjoying Starscream. And once again, was this, the third, fourth time I've said this? I'm really digging Tom Kenny um, as the voice actor for Starscream. Totally knocks it out of the park. Um, I I can't wait to see future episodes with the characters. So that's just a really quick rundown of this episode. Again, if you want to see or check out any of the uh, actual details of the story, watch it yourself. Go check out some episode reviews. Uh, check out the episode synopses. There's plenty out there, but we're not going to cover that here on the podcast. So, with this being Saturday, we also got uh, Episode 4 here to talk about, because it just aired a couple hours ago now, and Episode 4 is entitled, Home is Where the Spark Is. And since I've talked about the characterization and the voice acting and all that um, while I was talking about the movie, I really don't have to go into that here, so I'll just lay out my thoughts about this episode. So, since I thoroughly enjoyed the movie, I had high hopes for this episode. Unfortunately, it totally let me down. I didn't like this episode at all. It was a complete throwaway episode. There was really nothing that happened in this, in this episode that advanced the story arc whatsoever. The only thing that changed from the beginning of the episode to the end of the episode that we didn't know previously or hadn't happened previously was it Megatron came online. That was it. Well, he came online, and he knows the headquarters of the Autobots. That's it. We were introduced to a new character, Angry Archer, which, he was at the very beginning of the episode, and I guess he was sort of like a uh, Robin Hood-type character. He was trying to rob for himself, I guess, <laughs> rather than robbing to give to the poor, but... He was uh, stopped by Optimus Prime. However, he was able to escape. Uh, I don't know what to think of that character other than the fact that I don't like him. I don't really know how to describe it. (laughs) He's got a a wide array of different types of arrows. There was one he he pulled it out and shot it. It turned into a fist. Uh, One he shot into the top of a truck and a laser popped out and cut a hole into the top of the truck. I really didn't see the point in that. Why? Why couldn't he just have a laser himself? Um, I, I'm not probably not going to like this character at all, and hopefully he won't be showing up in too many episodes because if those are the kind of villains we're going to get from the human side, <laughs> I just assume see the Decepticons in in every episode. So that's my thoughts on the Angry Archer. Who, if you if you're not familiar with uh, the name. It's a play on Aaron Archer. And let's see what else happened in this episode. We've got a nice uh, homage to Beast Machines. Uh, Since Megatron did become conscious in this episode, all he is is a head at this point. He was able to tap into the electronics in the room he was in, and he was able to control them, sort of like Megatron in Beast Machines. He was also able to program this little robotic thing which was sort of similar to the Sentry and Beast Machines and he was able to allow that to do things for him. I just thought that was a, a a nice nod to Beast Machines. I'm going to assume it was on purpose because that was the first thing I thought of when I saw this scene. So hopefully the writers, that's what the writers were going for. But other than that, I um, I guess I, I guess I should take this back. There was a little bit more that happened than just Megatron coming to life and uh, finding the Autobot's base. We did learn a little bit more about Prowl and the fact that he is appreciating the organic life on Earth and is fascinated by it. And that Bumblebee can be a big pain in the ass. Oh, oh, and here's my uh, little rant on Bumblebee. I like the young, fresh attitude that we got in the movie. But in terms of this episode, they made the character completely annoying. And by the end of the episode, I was tired of seeing, seeing him on screen. The voice was annoying. His actions were annoying. I just could have done without the, the character in the episode altogether. So that's the direction they're taking Bumblebee. I, <laughs> I don't know if I want to keep watching this series, if that's the case. I mean, I will keep watching it, of course, but I'm just going to dread every time he comes on the screen. If they're going this in this direction to sort of advance his characters, to sort of mature them down the road, then okay, I can kind of understand why they're doing this. But if, but if they're going that route, hopefully it doesn't take the entire season or the entire two seasons, because this might go into, we've heard, three or four seasons, because just, it'll just be way, way too annoying, and I, I don't know if I can last that long. <laughs> so, that's my little rant on Bumblebee. But, in the end, I thought this was just a, just a throwaway episode. Hopefully, next episode, which I believe involves Bumblebee, will be a lot better than this one. If it's not, well, we can look forward to episode 6, where the Dinobots are introduced, and we can kind of get a feel of uh, their characterization. We can hear David Kaye as Grimlock and see how he does with that character. So that's really all the animated stuff I wanted to talk about. I did want to throw a, a number of things his way and hear his opinion on it, but again, he's not here, so maybe uh, next episode, if he wants to go back and give his thoughts on it, he can. But we are moving on. So let me pull up the week in review news here. And the very first topic I want to talk about is Transformers 2, the movie. Yes, even though we got tired of talking about the movie in 07, we're kicking off the very first show in 08 with discussion of the sequel. And uh, earlier this week, uh, Bay decided to come out and talk about Transformers 2, and he said, and I quote, there will be really, really unique Transformers in the sequel, and that there will be, quote, a lot of them this time. And he also came out yesterday and said that Jazz is dead. Yes, dead. So for all of you uh, conspiracy theorists out there thinking that Jazz might be revived, uh, including uh, Nemino and Koya on uh, Fangirls on Site. Sorry, your theories are dead in the water, as is Jazz. So back to the the thing about there being uh, lots and lots of Transformers here in the sequel. I have mixed feelings on this. I'm happy we're going to be seeing a bunch of Transformers because I think the uh, CGI and the way the animators were able to uh, make the characters transform was fucking outstanding in the, in the first movie. So I want to see more of that in the sequel. Unfortunately, if we have lots and lots of Transformers, that means we're not going to really get all of that much characterization and development of the characters themselves in the movie. And, I mean, look at the Decepticons in the first movie. There weren't a lot of them, and how much do we really know about any of them? Nothing, nada, not zilch. We still, don't even, we still don't even know what the hell happened to uh, Barricade. So. <laughs> All we know is Starscream survived and he flew off into space. The Autobots, on the other hand, since uh, we did see a bunch of them throughout the movie, I mean, you can kind of pick up on their personalities and, and character a little bit um, simply by them talking and their actions. But again, aside from Prime and Bumblebee, the others were just sort of like secondary characters. So that's kind of my fears on if, if we get a lot of Transformers in this, it's just going to be, they're just going to be there for the action scenes, and we're not going to really know too much about them. So those are my thoughts on it. Uh, hopefully the writers find some way to incorporate some type of backstory or character development or something so we actually learn about these characters other than simply making them uh, eye candy for the screen. But those are my thoughts. So let's move on to Story 2 here. And the Universe Onslaught figure has been revealed. Now for those of you who aren't aware that Universe is coming back and are wondering where the hell the Classics figures are at, this is the new name for the Classics line. Uh, It's going to be called Universe. Why they went with Universe, I don't know. No idea. I preferred Classics, but whatever. In any case, the uh, Transformers Collector's Club updated their website this past week with a picture of the cover of Issue 19 of the Club magazine. And on this cover is Universe Onslaught. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with the G1 line, Onslaught was the leader of the Combaticons. So I've got the picture pulled up here. And I'm not quite sure what his alternate mode is going to be. I don't know if it's going to be... Well, I guess it's going to be some type of SWAT truck. Because he's got SWAT uh, painted on his shield there, on his legs. But I've never seen a SWAT truck with uh, turrets on top. So, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a, it's a type of tank. I don't know. In any case, he's got turrets on his back. Uh, he's got a uh, gun on his right arm. And he's holding a big-ass SWAT shield in his left hand here. And the color scheme is blue, gold, black, silver. I see some red on there. There's some translucent red for the windows. And I guess purple would be the last color that I see here on this figure. And that's on the Decepticon symbol on his uh, left shoulder there. Overall, I'm really digging the color scheme. I think it really works well on the toy. And I'm really liking the robot mode here, That, at least based on this picture. Uh, what I really want to know, though, is how big this figure is. Um, on the cover here, we've got no, nothing to compare it to to get a sense of scale. Also in this issue of the Club Magazine, they're going to be unveiling the uh, remaining five Wave 1 figures for the Universe line. So if if we have a uh, the leader of the Combaticons here, I'm really, really hoping we see the other Combaticons. I am totally down for New Combiner, uh, especially here in the Classic slash Universe line. Uh, With that articulation, I think it would be just totally awesome. Uh, It's probably just wishful thinking that we probably aren't getting that whatsoever. But hey, I can dream, right? All right, so next up here, story three. Impossible Toys brings Custom Nightbird and Quintesson Bailiff. Yay! All right, so if you're not familiar with Nightbird, Nightbird was a uh, female robot that appeared in the Generation 1 cartoon. And it was a female ninja robot. Now, there hasn't been any official toy, obviously. Uh, The character never transformed in the cartoon. The toy, of course, doesn't transform. And I'm looking at pictures of it now, and it looks all right. It's got a silver color scheme with black and purple... Um the eyes are yellow and the I don't want to say belt but like a around the waist there there's some yellow as well. The character has some nunchucks and I I let's see here. Let me read the description. Blah blah blah. blah. It doesn't say it comes with the nunchucks. I'm going to assume that it probably does because it's pictured with them, but I don't know for sure. But, I mean, it looks nice. I can tell why this figure was never made officially. (laughs) It's nothing I would ever buy. I guess only diehard, hardcore fans with money to blow would would pick this up. Um, Now, this retails for $45.95. And you can purchase it from TF Source if you're interested. I won't be picking it up. But, hey, I guess there are people out there that like it. Now, aside from Nightbird, we also have Quintesson, or excuse me, Quint-05, the Quintesson Bailiff, who appears in the Transformers movie. And I don't even know what this thing is supposed to be. Um, the Quintessons were the characters that had five faces. So I don't know if this thing is technically called the Quintesson. I mean, he doesn't have five heads. He's like this big, brutish, green figure. Who's got silver and this light colored purple on him? And he's holding some massive weapon. I don't even know how to describe a thing. It looks like a uh I don't know, a double sided scythe with like a mace on the end, the other end. <laughs> it's the best way I can describe it, I guess. Uh, let's see. According to this description, the figure is five and three quarters inches tall. And comes fully painted. It's nice to see some really hardcore fans get into this stuff and creating the custom figures that, that weren't officially made. But I mean, there's there's nothing that I'm interested in picking up. This one will also retail for forty five ninety five. It can also be purchased from uh, TF Source if you're interested. So uh, check those out. They're definitely worth checking out. Uh, nothing I'm going to be spending my money on, but check them out nonetheless. Alright, so let's move on to our uh, last story here. And I was kind of hoping Spada would be here for this. Because I don't read the comics whatsoever, you know that. But our last story here is, The Thirteen are coming to a comic shop near you. So apparently IDW has announced... Actually, they didn't announce it. Um, Simon Furman sort of hinted at it. And it was confirmed by a uh, writer... It wasn't actually stated on the IDW website, but it was actually confirmed by a writer for IDW. And said confirmation is that IDW will be publishing an origin story of the Transformers, and it will be focusing on the first 13 Transformers. Now, like I said, I have nothing to do with the comics, so I couldn't care less, and I have no idea who the first 13 Transformers are, so (laughs) I really have nothing to add to this story. I guess it's kind of kind of cool that they're going back and doing an origin story. I thought that it had been done before, and I guess the listeners will have to uh, confirm or deny that for me, but if it has been done before, why go back and rehash it? I mean, okay, maybe the origin story didn't focus on the quote-unquote first 13, but, well, I mean, come up with a new story. Don't just keep rehashing. Those are my thoughts. Hey, that's just me. I wish you could add more to this story but I can't. So I'm moving on to our next new segment here for 2008. And the reason I uh, created this segment was because we sort of moved away from the discussion topic when it came down to just having two hosts on the show. Now, with the animated cartoon and with our discussion of that in the, in the uh, coming weeks, we're going to have a sort of discussion topic But I want to get some of the listeners involved as well. So this next segment is entitled Hot Topic of the Week. And this topic is coming straight from the TFWire forums. And more specifically, it's coming from the General Transformers chat forum. And what I'm going to do is each week, I'm going to look through there and see what the hottest topic of the week is. And this week, the hottest topic seems to be uh, a topic which is titled Amazing. Now, let me pull it up here. This was started by Cheetor22. And what he did was he simply posted two links to YouTube. Now, the very first link, I can't get to work at all. I mean, it'll take take me to YouTube, but the video doesn't play whatsoever for me. I still can't get it to load. And he posted this on January 1st. So this is January 5th now. Still doesn't load for me. I don't know. But the second link does work. So let me click on this. And this is a video by, I hope I pronounced this right, Mirasol Twins. And it's a stop-motion video. Um, there seem to be a lot of those on YouTube, especially with Transformers. But I think this guy's videos really stand out. Now I'm going to go ahead and play it here and describe it as it's playing. Now this is a reenactment of the scene uh, in the Transformers movie of Prime coming, coming into the city... Slamming on his brakes, sliding around, and transforming. And in this video, it's all done in stop motion. And it's it pretty much coincides with the scene from the Transformers movie. In fact, not only does he recreate the scene with just the video, but he's also playing the audio behind it directly from the movie. So we have all the sound effects in there. We have the transformation sound effects. We have prime talking. It's... It's amazing at the work this guy's done. He's, he's also got some other videos on here, which I have checked out. I've checked out the Bone Crusher one. He's also got some with uh, with uh, Starscream and Megatron in stop motion, and it's of them flying. And I don't, I don't know how he does it. Uh, apparently a lot of computer work, but he's got them actually flying through the air with looks like nothing suspending them. I don't know how he does it, but it, it's pretty cool. And I, I really like this this Optimus Prime video. It's it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie, with just Prime slamming on his brakes into the city and transforming. I think that's it's totally cool. And to see it done in stop motion, I, I don't I don't have the patience or time for that. So <laughs> seeing something like that and knowing the hard work that went into it, I can really appreciate it. Now I keep getting a lot of requests and questions asking. Um, do I like stop motion? Can I do stop motion? Sorry, I'm not going to do stop motion. I don't have, like I said, I don't have the patience or time for it, so I won't be doing it. But I, I do enjoy checking it out. Yes. Um, but do a search. Either go to the forums and check out the uh, the topic there, amazing, or do a search for Mirasol Twins. That's M I R A S O L T W I N S on uh, YouTube. He's currently got 37 videos. I don't know if they're all stop motion or not. Um, The ones on here appear to all be stop motion, so go and check those out because the guy does some uh, pretty phenomenal work. Also in the amazing thread there on uh, the TFWire forums, there's also some links for some other stop motion videos. I don't think they're quite as good as this guy's, but uh, they are pretty good nonetheless, so... If you're interested in stop-motion, I suggest checking those out. If not, at least check out this Mirasol Twins Optimus Prime transformation video. It's, It's pretty good. And if anyone can get the other video to work, and I don't even remember what this video is for sure. I think it's of... Let me check real quick. It's of Brawl versus the Autobots. And it just does nothing for me. It sits here and it says it's loading, or it's got the little... Graphic to show that it's loading, but it never actually does. So, if you can get that to work, congratulations. If not, you're not alone. So, so that's pretty much where I want to go with the uh, hot topic of the week. Um, I just want to briefly talk about what's going on in the boards, what people are interested in talking about. So, you, the listeners out there, and the uh, people on the forums, you can help control our discussion here for this segment. Post things on the forums. If you want us to talk about it, make sure you discuss it pretty thoroughly on the forums and we'll bring it up on the podcast here. So I'm going to move on now to everyone's favorite segment, and that is listener questions. So our first listener question, and I might have to dig up a few more. Right now all I've got are two of them. But our first one comes from Firestreak Rodimus. And he asks... How do you guys feel about humans being a part of the animated toy line? Uh, I'm going to say I don't want to see them. (laughs) I will say this, though. It wouldn't surprise me if Hasbro attempted it, since a lot of the foes that are going to be showing up in the Transformers animated cartoon are going to be humans. So if they put out little action figures, like, for instance, we had an angry Archer character who... You know, I don't know how big these characters would be, but it came with like a spring-loaded arrow or a spring-loaded bow, and you'd insert different types of arrows. Like you could have the, the fist arrow, like it was in episode four. You could have a laser arrow. You could have like a uh, a zip line arrow. You know, if they came with different features and and different things like that, I could see Hasbro attempting it. Will it happen? Uh, probably not, but it wouldn't surprise me if, it did, if Hasbro did put those out. Those are just my thoughts. Again, I don't want to personally see them, but if it happens, it happens. So let's move on to listener question two, and this one comes from Deadman320, and he asks, What musical instrument would best suit Optimus Prime and Megatron? You know, I wanted to say an electric guitar... For both of them, <laughs> um, but after seeing the animated sound wave with an electric guitar, <laughs> I can't think of any other character uh, that would, would seem as cool with an electric guitar as, as, as sound wave. so let's see here. For Optimus Prime, ooh... well let me, let me start with Megatron. I can see uh, Megatron on the drums. You know, he's rocking out. I could definitely see him rocking out Tommy Lee style on the drums. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Um, but yes, I see him as a... Uh, playing the drums. As for Prime... Ooh. I don't know. He doesn't really have a, a... a good voice in terms of... of what one would think a singer would have, so... He definitely couldn't... couldn't be a singer. Um, I could I could see... Prime playing the saxophone. <laughs> that's, that's Again, that's just my, my thoughts, but I, I, I'm down with Prime playing the saxophone and Megatron on drums. All right, I guess we got time for one more listener question here. I guess I'll have to go to the listener questions thread and actually dig one up. Let's see here. Do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do. All alright this one comes from Vectorplex. And he says, I just picked up Legend Star Starscream, and Blackout. What movie legends do you have, and what are your thoughts on these? I personally don't have any Legends figures at all from the movie line or from the classics line. And I, I think they're kind of cool. I mean, I, even though I don't actually own any, I can see myself liking them a lot better than the Minicons themselves. So in terms of that, I like them. I actually thought about picking up the Megatron uh, version. I uh, never, just never got around to it, and now they're gone, so I still don't have a Megatron. I guess I'm waiting for the uh, metallic line version, whatever the hell that's called. Maybe I'll pick a, a Megatron up there. But but I do like them. Uh, There's just never anything I was really interested in picking up, though, aside, like I said, from that Megatron. So, For me, I'm really all about displaying the figures, and, and in that, I like them to have a lot, lots of articulation, so with these, they're not really highly detailed, and their articulation seems to be pretty limited, so that's probably the reason I haven't picked any up. Let's see here, I guess I got time for just one more question. This one comes from OhioBot. And he asked, why do you think Peter Cullen, Hugo Weaving, and the other voice actors for the movie never appeared as guests on Letterman, Leno, etc., like Josh, Tyrese, and all the human actors, did?" Well, that's because, well, first off, how many people know who Peter Cullen is, aside from the, the, the fans themselves? Nobody. So to have Peter Cullen show up on Jay Leno or David Letterman, you know, I don't think the people who actually go out and get guests for those shows are are knocking on Peter Cullen's door. So that's why we never saw him on there. He he doesn't have a big enough name recognition. Nobody knows what he looks like. I mean if you if the the general person on the street passed him, they wouldn't know who the hell he was. So as far as Hugo Weaving, his his uh role was very, very minor. I I think he recorded his lines in just a few hours probably a little bit more than that, but I don't think it was longer than a day, so, I mean, his part in the movie wasn't anything special or spectacular, so there was really no reason for him to uh, go out and show up on the talk shows. So that's really why you didn't see the voice actors themselves and, and just the human actors. Um, I guess that's it for this show. Yes, the uh, conclusion to the very first episode of 2008. Hopefully, Spader will be back next week. And we are still searching for a brand new host to join us. So again, as I mentioned at the top of the show, if you're interested in uh, becoming a host on the show, head to the TF Wire forums and check out the TF Wire, uh, well, the TF Wire feedback forum. And I've got all of the information on there on what you need to do for a uh, audition. So be sure to record your MP3 and shoot it to us at tfwire at gmail.com if you're interested. If you want to send us listener questions, you can do that at tfwire at gmail.com as well. But I would prefer it if you posted them on the forums. We've got a uh, dedicated listener questions thread on there, so go ahead and post them there. Now, other things I want to mention here very briefly. First up, I've got a little project which is currently in beta which you can find at news source, that's N-E-W S S O U R C E dot com. And it's essentially, well, not essentially, it is a dig.com style clone. And the reason behind this is currently on all of the Transformer news sites out there, in order to get news posted on the homepage, moderators have to actually post it themselves. And if there's like minor news. The moderators might just ignore it totally or it might get overlooked. With newssource.tfwire.com, anyone can post news, whether it's something major or something relatively minor. Uh, You're totally in control of the news. All you have to do is sign up for a free account and you can begin posting the news away. What I would eventually like to do, if this thing ends up working out, is actually pull pull the RSS feeds from that site and post them on tfwire.com so that you can have, so that you not only have the weekend review news, but you can also have some the latest and up to date news on there as well. So that's a project I'm working on. If you're interested, check it out at news source n e w s s o u r c e dot tfwire.com. You can also uh, check out the tfwire forums. I've got some information there as well. Now, the second thing I want to mention is the newest podcast on the uh, TF Wire website, and that is Fangirls on Site, and that is hosted by Nemino and Koya, and that replaces the now retired Roundtable podcast. I I thought that show would run its course, so I decided to end it, and uh, we're trying something new here. We've got a lot of, of male hosts on the show, or have had them. On the various podcasts we've had on the website. So I thought I'd create a new podcast with female hosts, and we'll see how that goes. And if it goes as well as episode one, I think we have a uh, brand new hit on our hands here, because if you haven't checked it out yet, I would highly suggest doing so. Um, I think Nemino and Koya did a pretty good job with the, with the first episode, so... Check that out. I highly recommend listening to it. Uh, they discuss, at least in this episode, they're discussing Transformers. They're discussing anime and they're discussing video games. So if those are up your alley, and I know at least one of them is Transformers if you're listening to this, unless you're just a total nut job. <laughs> I highly suggest checking it out. It's a pretty wild time, so All right, I think that is it for this episode of TF Wire. Again, hopefully Spader will be back next week. If not, it's me and you, you and me, one-on-one, mano y mano. All right, so this is Jesse signing off, and I would just like to wish my grandma good luck in what lies ahead for her. No, I'm not your I'm not a spy. I am on your side, but your hand... So I'm sitting here waiting for Spada to hop on Skype, so that we can record the podcast. Um, And in my hands, I'm holding three of the uh, GI Joe 25th anniversary figures that I just picked up. Um, They are the Cobra Red Ninja, which I think. Let me check this out here. To the internet. Alright, let me look this up here. G.I. Joe. 25th carded figures. Blah 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 blah. Um okay, wrong figure. I was thinking of something else. Big Bad Toy Store, which is the site of mine. They were selling some figure at like twenty dollars. Some outrageous price. Um what the hell was it? I thought it was the red ninja one. Which obviously isn't the case because it's nine ninety nine on here. Um, Crimson Guard twelve ninety nine. That was I don't I don't know what the fuck it was. Maybe they've taken it down. Here's Flint for twenty bucks, but that's it's not the one I was thinking of. Eh, okay, well in any case, I've got uh, the Red Ninja here. Which is pretty cool. He seems to have a shitload of weapons. I, of course, still have all of my uh, figures here in their packaging, so... can't tell you exactly what he comes with, but... Just looking here in the little bubble, it looks like a shitload of things. The only thing I wish Hasbro would have done in the packaging here... Is put that little um, plastic block down below the bubble itself... So that if you wanted the, the uh, card to just stand up vertically on its own, it could... Uh, Something sort of along the lines of the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle line. Um, But they don't stand up. So I'll set that one aside. Uh, I've also got the uh, Sergeant Stalker here. That was one of them I also picked up here recently. Uh, He seems to have a couple guns and a knife. I'll go ahead and set that one aside. And lastly here, I've got uh, Shipwreck, who comes with, it looks like, three guns, as well as his parrot, which is awesome, by the way. (laughs) So he's got that. Um, I've got a bunch of these figures, but these are all I've got with me at the moment. Um, Let's see, looking on the back here, I've also got Lady Jane, I've got uh, Buzzer, I've got Serpentor, uh, I think that's it, at least on the back of the packaging here that I can go off from, um, that's all it's listed here. I've got two different Cobra commanders, uh, loose, or individually carded. Um, uh, I've got a bunch of the line. I don't have every figure yet, but I've got a good majority of them. Um, let's see here. Yeah, all these have the same figures on the back of the packaging. I'm going to go pick up the comic 2-packs later today. My local Target just restocked with a bunch of toys, including uh, Transformers. And some of those figures included, um, at least on the G.I. Joe end, the uh, comic 2-packs. They come with two figures and a uh, classic comic that's been... I don't know if the comic itself has been totally redrawn or just the... uh, um, the, uh, yeah, <laughs> the comic cover itself. But I'm going to be picking those up, so I think that'll be, uh, three different Dukes I have, that'll be three different Cobra Commanders, <laughs> yeah, I've got a bunch of, bunch of those figures. Now that I'm getting into buying these 25th Anniversary figures, I kind of wish I would have gotten into the line uh, back in the 80s when I was a kid. Um I probably would have really enjoyed it. I know I still would have had all the figures that I would have had back then anyways. uh probably still would have had all of the uh all of the different tanks jets, and all the other vehicles uh, I used to know somebody well, I still know him, but I haven't seen him since I graduated high school uh back in when was this third no. I want to say fourth grade, Uh, this kid was really into G.I. Joe, and he had a shitload of figures. I think he even had that ginormous, huge-ass aircraft carrier as well, which, if I remember right, is pretty expensive. (laughs) I saw one recently on eBay, and it was still uh, MISB, and I think it was at $200 uh, when I found it on there. Let me do a search real quick since I am still waiting for Spada. And I've been talking to myself and uh, you, the listeners here, for how long has it been? Oh, that's right, I'm recording in, uh, in GarageBand, and unfortunately there's no timeline, so it just gives me the number of uh, beats and bars. <laughs> so I have measures on here, but I don't have any time, so uh, let's see here. G.I. Joe Aircraft Carrier. Let's see. Yes, it's going for a shitload of money. There are, let's see, this one, there's two of them on here that come with the box, but it doesn't say that it's sealed in the box. This one is currently at a buy-it-now price of $549. It seems to be complete. Um, Yeah, it's complete. And it does come with a box, but it's not sealed. But I think this thing retailed for... It was either $100 or $200 uh, when it first came out, which is quite a lot of money back then in the 80s, especially just for a toy. Was a lot of money now for a toy, but i see a lot more uh, back then. I guess that's all I've got to comment on as far as the G.I. Joe 25th anniversary figures at the moment since I don't have anything else in front of me here. I had heard um, someone say that there were vehicles coming out for this line, uh, but I'm not positive on that. If there are, I don't know if I'm going to be picking those up. Um, I'm just really liking the figures themselves. To get into collecting all of the uh, uh, vehicles and everything, that's uh, gonna just take up way too much more room. I have to buy more plastic tubs to pack it all away. I don't know if I want to do that. But there is good news: Hasbro is continuing continuing with the 25th anniversary line. Um, they seem to be selling pretty well, so we have that to look forward to. Uh, Between now and uh, when Animated comes out, which is still many, 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 many months away. So, alright, I've had enough of talking to myself on here, and to talking to you out there, so I am going to stop recording this now.